The following program is brought to you by the 511 Media Group. This program is available on iTunes, Spotify, the 511 Media Group YouTube channel, and 511mediagroup.com. Welcome back to Play It Loud. We are a rock and roll podcast. I'm Rich. I am Bree. And we have another bonus episode for you. Uh, we are doing a review of the Nothing More 0936 and Catch Your Breath uh, tour that came to uh, the Chicago area. And uh, they played at a venue called... The Forge. The Forge. It's in Juliet, Illinois, southwest of Chicago. Um, and it is one of those venues. So imagine House of Blues, only really small. And two poles in the middle of the, the <laughs> two, floor. And two <laughs> poles in the middle of the floor. So when you walk in, uh, it's 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 kind of off. It, it looks like a big bank building. Would you? Is that how you would describe it? A like a big, building? like a big commercial office building, maybe a bank building. It just um, looks like a bar that was transformed from something else. I guess I don't know if I'd say an office building. Well, the whole outside of it's like a city block building, and there's oh, other yeah. stuff in the back. I'm sure it kind of looks like how Finn McCool's did downtown in Crystal Lake before it got taken out. So you go in, you go in the side entrance, and the ticket booth is there, and then you go to your left, and it kind of wraps around the back and. It's just a, it's a, it's a big two story bar, basically, um, big enough for a stage. And how many people you think fit in there? Five, 600 people, maybe less than that. There's no way. You, well, think about, we maybe went to like 300 max. <laughs> okay. So we went to the, what was the venue that we went to that was smaller than bottom lounge? Do you remember the the concert that we went to that was really tight? The the um, oh the citizen soldier smashing to pieces. That was four hundred people. This was bigger than that. I'm going to say there was probably five six hundred people there, easily. Um, I don't think by the so, time you had the you had the upper deck, so you walk in big open space, the bar to your left, uh, and then you um, don't have any seating. The merch was kind of in the back. Uh, along the side, if you will, stage left, uh, there was merch for all three uh, bands, nothing more. We had seen them in uh, Dubuque a few weeks ago. Looked like the same merch for the most part. They had a few, they they had had a few new, stuff, new things. Yeah, but they had it's a few probably new from like Welcome to Rockville <laughs> and all that. Other and they were getting ready to go to Stone Temple, right in Ohio, mm-hmm. uh, Sonic Temple. Sonic Temple, sorry. Uh, so they were getting ready to do that the following week. And so um, Catch Your Breath was, uh, so let's get back to the venue for a second. So when you walked in, it was standing room only. And then upstairs, you had standing room only. But then much like House of Blues, where you have seating along the, there's a like a bar rail that goes all the way on one side and all the way on the other. And there's assigned seats, if you will, in sections you can upgrade those to, like, they call it a VIP, but it's basically priority seating. Uh, and if you're like me, um, you you go there and you get um, you get a seat because it's four hours, you know, three, four hours. 
And of course I'm fucking old. So, um, I went up, I asked them about it. They said it's, you know, an upcharge. I, I don't know, it was 50 bucks maybe or something or other. So I got a seat up there and you guys were downstairs. You and Summer were downstairs. Were you at least comfy? I was very comfortable. Thank you. (laughs) And, um, so we were waiting for the, we were waiting for the show to start. And I, I started talking to people to my left and to my right. Uh, the people to my right had been to six or seven, nothing more concerts. Um, they do a lot of different concerts. They started listening to some of the ones that we had been to this year. Uh, they also live in the Chicago area. So we were talking about that. And then I was looking over and I could see you guys there. Um, but you didn't stay there. So what happened? You guys were pretty close to the stage. Um, yeah. What happened? Like the entire time of the night or? No, just what led you to come upstairs? Um, talking to Josh. <laughs> uh because we had a spot, and then um, Josh went over to the, from Catch Your Breath, he went over to the merch booth. So this is after the first set. So you guys yeah. were downstairs for the first set. Okay, so let's back up. So uh, Catch Your Breath came on. The show was supposed to start at? It started right on time. Seven? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, th- I think it started at like 7.03, 7.04, something like that. But um, And they came out. They, they talked a little bit. Um, they are from... Austin, Texas. Uh, Josh is the lead vocalist. Teddy's the guitarist. The bassist is Siannon, and the drummer is O'Neill. Um, according to their website, they inject a unique mi- uh, mix of synth sound. Uh, synth, synth. Let me start all that over again. They inject a unique mix of synth soundscaping elements, imaginative production, and refined sound writing. A uh, songwriting, sorry, for an intense. Uh, amount of emotion. The secret ingredient of their music is their relatable core. Says Teddy of the Sound, we want to mix it up with a new gen of alt rock and metal. There's almost never just our instruments playing by themselves with their latest single, Dial Tone, debuting on Sirius XM Octane Radio. Exponential Pandora growth and coverage by NotFest.com. Audiences will instantly connect with the music no matter where they came from. So since Dial Tone came out, um, shame on me right? Came out. Uh, so those are two of the songs that really everybody knew. They played a set of what, about six to eight songs, probably. Uh, I, th- they had a lot of backing vocals. Uh, they had a lot of backtracks, backing tracks, because some of the stuff that they do on their songs, they can't replicate just with the four guys they have on stage. They have some keyboards, they have some other sound effects, that sort of thing. They have some backing vocals. So they had some, say so had some, uh, backing tracks on there, but I, Overall, I think they did a really good job. It's the first time I'd seen them. Uh, they're going to be with uh, Falling in Reverse and Ice Nine uh, down uh, south, uh, southern Illinois. You're going to go see them. I thought they did a good job. I mean, I, I've been listening to them for a couple of years, and we talked to in our uh, interview with both Never Tell and Citizen so- uh, Jake from Citizen Soldier. They both had some influence from. Um, from Catch Your Breath, well, the producers that work with Catch Your Breath, so um, they're familiar with with their work. They did a good job. I, I th- are they as polished as uh, nothing more? No, but they've only been around for a couple mm-hmm. of years tops. So, what'd you think of them? I mean, I thought they did a. I think they did a really good job for for an opening act. They engaged the audience. They got everybody singing along with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the songs, if you didn't know their songs, they're still pretty good. Um, and then they did. Um, Shame on me, and then dial tone to end end of their set. 
And then, so you guys were still down, you still there, you were downstairs. Uh, Josh went over to the merch booth. How'd the interaction go? It was good. It was really nice. It was really nice. Now, um, to be fair, I had got to catch your breath shirt. You got to catch your breath shirt. I did after I talked to him. Right. And Summer got to catch your breath shirt. Mm-hmm. So, and we all got the same one, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty cool. Their merch was, their merch was pretty, pretty imaginative. Um, I like their stuff. Um, and so what was the conversation like? Because I know you were going to go talk to him about coming on the podcast. Um, we talked about Rockville because they did the uh, pre-show. Um, yeah, they had the first night, that Wednesday night or Thursday night or whatever it was. Yeah, they had like a pre-show. There was them and two other bands. Mm-hmm. And he said it was, a, it was a blast and he said it was crazy and he really loved it. And we talked about them going on tour in the summer with Falling in Reverse. Um, what was his comments about that? What he was said he was excited about it. Um, he said they didn't have anything from the Nothing More concerts until then. Um, I think they start in like end of June or something for Falling in Reverse. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, but he said he was excited. He loves uh, he loves Ice. Um, we talked about them and Spencer and how he met Spencer for the first time. Didn't realize it was him. Um. And then we talked about the podcast. That was actually the first thing we talked about. And then we talked about everything else. And then, you know, people were starting to come up. So I let him go. But, you know, he was really conversational. You could tell he was a really down-to-earth guy. He was constantly thanking everybody. And when they shot him out, he was, you know, thanking whoever was on stage. He was just a nice guy. Okay. And so when you talked to him about coming on the podcast, what was his response? That he was down. Um, They do a lot of interviews he said they haven't done as many podcasts but his tour manager tends to agree because they are so new that it helps them get some you know exposure yeah so they they tend to do a lot just to kind of get themselves out there but he didn't really say a lot he just gave me the email he said you know it's his tour manager and um you know that and then he talked about like their timeline and everything that was going on and yeah he seems nice he says that uh they do a lot of virtual stuff so and then you got a picture with him in summer mm-hmm. got it so uh next up was 0936 admittedly i have heard them on octane uh him i should say him he so he is a a one person uh artist Mm-hmm. Uh, according to his Facebook page, Zero is a Philadelphia recording rock alternative rock artist who has who has worked with various artists. Um, how do, and he was going to be was he going to be at uh, Sonic Temple? I don't know because I know he he had posted on uh, he is yeah he was there on Sunday, so all uh, nothing more and and Zero Nine Thirty Six were going to be at Sonic Temple. Um, which was this past weekend, but there were two weekends so far. Um, weekend one was Beartooth and a couple other bands. What um, what did you think of what did you think of his set? Um, to be fair, from where you were sitting, it didn't. It's not that he wasn't good. It like the sound quality wasn't good. So, so this venue basically, I, I think it's the same issue that we had when we went down to Subterranean in Chicago. When th- you're on that second level, 
they do the sound for the first level. Yeah. So when you get up to that second level. I think level, they had less sound equipment for this place. It's possible because I could hear when I was at Subterranean, I could hear the on the second level, I could hear everything just fine. When Catch Your Breath was on there. It just sounded like too It, it sounded loud. okay. It sounded, I mean, I could hear him. But sometimes it sounded muted depending upon how far away maybe he There got. was a huge difference from where you were sitting and where we were standing. Mm-hmm. And it was hard hear to hear. It. But the problem was is we only went upstairs because by the time that he went on, people were starting to crowd and it was full front to back. Like people were leaning against the bar because there's nowhere else to stand. So mm. we were like, well, I don't want to fight the crowd right now during a set. Like, let's just go upstairs. Um, and there wasn't a lot of room upstairs either, but, um, well, there was a lot more than downstairs. Yeah. But you couldn't really see. So, <laughs> um, it was, it was hard I to heard, understand the good. words that he was saying or the songs singing. I did know. I could, it's easier to pick out songs, you know, if you can't hear them because you know, like you recognize the lyrics. So it makes it easier to tone in on, but I, it was only the songs I knew, which was like the second half of his set. I would say I knew more. Um, I wasn't really paying attention. He did quite a few couple. songs, actually. Yeah. I think he did close to 10 songs. He has a lot of songs out, though, to be fair. He's been around, I think, a little bit longer than the other guys. <clears> and he got really popular after, was it? He might have gotten one of the top songs at, uh, on Octane, but he got really popular. So, um, yeah, I mean, from what I could hear, it was good, but I couldn't really hear very well, so I can't really give a fair assessment of it. He's got, uh, so zero nine thirty. So I'm just looking him up um, on, uh, see how many songs he actually has. Because you said he's got, he's got quite a few. So, so his latest song is The Fear. It looks like he's got a 2019 album, a 2021 album. Let's see here. Let's take a look. He has got... You Will Not Be Saved 2019. That album has seven songs. He has got 2021. No, it's 2020. Bare Bones Volume 1. He's got eight songs. Uh, they look to be acoustic on that album. And then 2021, If You Don't Save Yourself. And he's got eight songs on that album. What do you, what would you say is his most popular song? Adrenaline. Yeah, that's what it says here. And then he released an Adrenaline acoustic version. So he released the single, the acoustic version, uh, and then it's also on the 2021 If You Don't Save Yourself album. Um, I would say for not knowing, what, what would you say his style is like? Because he's a little bit rap. He's a lot rock. Yeah. Um, it's not quite Linkin Park. I'm just, I, I'm trying to gauge maybe what. He's kind of got like, like a From Ashes to New type of. I feel like the rapping feels more like Memphis Mayfire. Okay. Uh, Maybe like if you took Memphis Mayfire, I Prevail in like, I don't know. <laughs> but he's. He's got a unique sound, I would say. I mean. He does a lot of rapping. Sometimes. Some of his songs have a lot. There's some that don't. It kind of depends on the song. He's very, um, 
I'd say he has a definitely like a more unique sound in today's era. He kind of mixes a lot of different things. So I'm looking at, um, I'm looking at his, he toured last, last year he toured with Three Days Grace. So obviously he's, he's been pretty popular. Yeah. He's doing a lot of openings. Uh, we saw Three Days Grace. Uh, they're actually coming back out on tour uh, this fall. And so if you have not gotten to see them catch their, catch their second time around. And then they also went out uh, on tour with uh, wage war this year, or he did went out with wage war, wage wars. Uh, unbelievable. We saw them in uh, December uh, with uh, a day to remember. And then, so he got done, you going over and you started talking to him as well. He wasn't as personable as Josh was. He was nice. He let us take a picture and everything. Um, well, I was alone because Summer went into the crowd to go find a spot. Um, so I was talking to him by myself. Um, he said a DM on an Instagram. I don't know if it was like a, yeah, yeah, I didn't, like DM Right, just Instagram, pacifying whatever. you. Yeah. yeah. Um, or if he was just kind of like, you know, just still kind of out of it. He came right out after the set. Like Standard answer maybe. Yeah, so I don't know what his vibe was. Um, he was nice though. Um I just don't know if he was There like, were a lot of people in that crowd singing at the top of their lungs w- along with him. If you looked, because I was on the second floor, so I was- With everybody I too, was, though. Yeah, I was looking down on the whole crowd, and there wasn't much of a mosh pit for Catch Your Breath. There was a little bit, and then Zero came on, and it got bigger. And in a, and in a place like that, it gets a little dangerous- um, yeah, but there was more of a wall this time, so people weren't getting hurt. Yeah, but it was big. By the time nothing more came that on, that happens though. Like the whole, if you if you weren't on the outskirts of that, which I was, I was literally right, at the edge of the right because it started small and then it got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and I've got a couple of videos of it, and the whole the whole floor is just moving because guys are just slamming into people. And look, I. You know, my whole thing on on uh, on a mosh pit is this, and it's going to be an unpopular opinion. I, I understand that from from the, the 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 second I open my mouth, now it's going to be an unpopular opinion. People are going to go, "Well, asshole, uh, if you're if you're on the floor and it's standing room only, you're going to get in a mosh pit. That's you're just going to have to deal with it. If there's no seats, you're just going to have to deal with it." Okay, you're probably right, but I there was definitely people getting hurt. Like when I was watching, there was people who are trying to enjoy the concert and they're getting slammed into and they didn't like it. And it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And everybody's paying to see these guys perform and a bunch of, you know, idiots in the middle are ruining it for everybody. Um, I understand a controlled mosh pit and I get that. And, And that's fine. You do what you want. If there's a mosh pit area, do it. But in a setting like that, it's, it's really difficult to look down on that and go, wow, that's really smart. I didn't have that experience, so I have nothing <laughs> to say about it. Well, you've told me before that I should just not even have that opinion that people are just going to do what they want anyway. They are. That, and you yeah. find nothing, you find... That's kind of what you bargain for when you buy standing room only, though. I mean, it's never a guarantee that it's not going to happen, you know? I mean, people will do what they want. As long as they're respectable about it, it doesn't bother me. So you're saying that you stand in line, you get in there, you're third or fourth row from the stage, 
and you expect people to just kind of slam into the back of you during the concert. Depending on where you are, yeah. If you stand in the dead center, you're probably going to get hit by something, unfortunately. That's how it is, though. You go into that knowing that, and you adjust accordingly. That's how I've always done it. Which is why I always say I go to the ones where I have a seat. Well. Because I take myself out of that. There's not as many of those anymore. I understand that. And more and more of these venues are standing room only. More and more of these venues are smaller venues that, that the bands are going to. And look, be honest, sometimes you go to a larger venue and there's just something a little lost in that in that larger venue, right? That little personal touch. You go to these smaller venues and it's more intimate and it's a better show. Like, so let's get into nothing more. So when we went to Dubuque, it was a big stage, right? Nothing more was on a big stage in a very big arena, and it was too big. I we've and you go back and listen to our podcast. Uh, we reviewed um, it, thousand uh, thousand below, uh, crown the empire, and nothing more. And we said all three bands were fantastic. The venue was just too big for the show. It was just, it, it would just it just was it the, the arena was just way too big. I would have liked to have seen them in a smaller, like, House of Blues type atmosphere. Well, this is close to that. It's smaller, but it's close to that. And so they had a bigger stage to work with. And from that perspective, Johnny did a great job, right? Working the stage. He had plenty he of had space. He had a lot of fun. He had a lot of fun. There was a, there was a lot of room to move around. There's a lot that went into this concert, though, that made it so good. And I think... Which one? The Dubuque this, or this no, one? this one. Yeah. So the crowd engagement was... Off the charts. Insane. He yeah. was even impressed with how much people from a small town outside of Chicago were, like, screaming back at him. There was points where you couldn't almost hear him over everybody else singing. And he had a lot of crowd engagement this time. Like, there wasn't really any in Dubuque. I don't know if you remember that, but I didn't feel like there was Well, because any. it was too big. For the, again, the concert, I thought, was too big for this... The space was too big for the for the event, right? And so this was more of their speed. Or if they go to a festival, you know everybody there is packed in. So a festival to me for nothing more is probably ideal or perfect for them because they have that whole big crowd surged up to the to the to the front and and that energy is is they're feeding off of him and he's feeding off the uh, off the crowd. Well, and right? also he had a two week break. So <laughs> that also helps because he get he admits that he gets burnt out during the tour. Well, he just posted on about Instagram halfway. about going to Germany. They're in Germany right now and he has jet lag and he's like, I'm trying to get over jet lag. And I get that. That's a real thing. You know, you're 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 traveling all that way and you're going overseas and I get that. But you did have a two week break and this was the first concert back from the two week break. And you could tell they were completely energized almost to a fault because he kept tripping over that because the stage was so small and it was so compact and he get, he kept tripping over stuff and he was getting pissed. <laughs> like he, he was fell twice. Mad. Did he? He fell twice. Oh, I didn't see yeah. that. Um, now he got up both times and they had a guy wiping the, you know, the sweat and everything. He off was the also ground. throwing his water. <laughs> so and he was throwing his water around. kind of his own fault too. They did a have a guy bit. coming around to wipe but it But the scorpion the wasn't working. Well, a couple things. There was some buttons not working, and then at one point, uh, one of his mics like stopped working, and he was getting a little frustrated. Which I think it's just going back into the groove of things. It, there's gonna be mistakes, but he worked through it, and I think I think he was fine after. If that. If you didn't know, like if you hadn't seen them so many times, you might not know 
what it should be versus what it was. Do you know what I mean? There was somebody that I was talking to, the guy that invited me to the basement for the woman's bathroom. Oh, nice. You'll have to tell that story. So he, um, he was, when the scorpion came out, he goes, oh my God, what the fuck? And I'm like, you've never seen that before? And he goes, no. He's like, I saw them back with Shinedown because they were talking about that at at the forge. The guy with the radio or whatever was, was talking about that. Mm. And he was at that show and he's like, oh, we didn't have it back then. I said, okay, whatever. I mean, I've seen. They had a different one. He, he had a different one. It was a much bigger one. They've really scaled it down. When I saw them at House of Blues, that scorpion was probably three times the size that it is. I'm like, you know, whatever. I've never seen it without it, but you know. But it was a lot to travel with, I'm sure. So they, they scaled it down and now it's this and, but it wasn't working. So like he went to get on it at one point and he couldn't, couldn't pull it up. And so he was just, he was kind of making the best of it. And then it started working, but they were having trouble with it. I don't know if you noticed, but they were having trouble putting it together before the show. Oh, I it wasn't was paying not, too it, much attention. Yeah, there well, is a lot was, of people talking. Where I was me. perched, <laughs> where I was perched up top, I could see everything that was going on on the stage, and I could see them trying to put it together. And they were having a hard time getting it to to move and function. And what that is for the people who have never seen a Nothing More concert and they don't know what the Scorpion is, it's basically an apparatus that Johnny, the lead singer gets up onto on top of this apparatus and he and he kind of rides it like he's riding well, on the back of a scorpion. And it's a keyboard, it's got some, and it's a, a soundboard. It, right, it's not necessarily a keyboard, but it's got these levers. No, there's a keyboard on it. There's an actual keyboard on it. Yeah, there's a keyboard built into it. I thought there were just they were just pads like buttons. No, there's buttons on there, but there's also like a keyboard on there. Okay, because he's got levers. Like if you think about it, like if you're yeah, if he does all the weird fist sound is, things. If you have an underhand, right, and you make a fist, he's grabbing those levers and pulling them and pushing them away from him, and he's and he's doing the same on the top. And so he's riding this thing and he's pulling all these levers, and it's making all the sounds that you hear on the album. He's doing it on that apparatus, and it's kind of cool when he's in a larger. Um, a larger space that he can bring that out towards the stage. It was kind of tucked in the back corner. But the cool thing that he did when we left, so we left with what, two songs to one. go? One. One. It was only one? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, anyway, so the last song he always plays is what, This Is The Time, right? That's usually uh, the last that one That was play. second to last, I think, but yeah, go ahead. But either way, the last song, if you go on his Instagram, he actually posted a video from The Forge, and he took his drum set that he has it's like a like a four drum kit, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he put it right over the the crowd, and they had like security holding him up, and he's in the crowd performing, mm. and everybody's just loving it, and you can see that he's loving it and the energy, um, and he posted that video on his Instagram. No, you're right. This is the this is the time was the last song. Yeah, yeah. we we were leaving during Ocean Floor. Yeah, um, just so, because of the amount of people that were in there. It was hard to, to get, get out, out when I was in the crowd. Right. It, to so. try to get out of there at a, in you a would have been fine. reasonable fashion or reasonable manner for you guys would have been insane. Um, so I was like, we hey, were in, let's, let's go. Because they, like, they had just started This Is The Time when we were leaving. So there's, um, the way we were standing is the merch booth was right behind us. Like I was by the boxes and the equipment boxes that were over there. Mm-hmm. And then there's a door that led to wherever the bands were and then upstairs to where you were sitting and then the stage was right in front of us. So every time, like Johnny favors his right side, so he's always on the right side. So that's where we stood. Right side of the right side of his the right. Sta- his right. Your left. Our left. Stage left. His right. And so he was always over there. So we were standing literally at the edge, like there were ropes at my back and next to Summer. Mm. Um, 
And so we were like next to the people who were like, I don't know if they were VIP or just people that were like allowed to be over there that knew the band, whatever. Uh, but there were some people standing over like that little boy that was his birthday. Mm -hmm. He was standing over there and his dad was over there. That the was cool. Time. That was a cool moment. Mm -hmm. It was a kid's birthday. He had a sign that says, hey, it's my birthday. He said, I'm spending my birthday with nothing more. And they had VIP. So they had already gone to the VIP stuff. So his dad was just standing there. And this lady that worked with nothing more, the like the bands or something, came over and brought him over to the stage where the security was and let him sit front and center the entire show. And then we all sang happy birthday to him. That was a cool moment. And I, I and always his dad, like his dad was smiling so big. It was the cutest thing I've ever seen. And it's times like that where you're like, I'm never jealous of these people. Like I am so excited for them, you know? Right. And that was like one of those moments. Cause they're having like, a one in some You could experience. see the dad just so happy Recording his son. Well, and Johnny is so energetic and he's so genuine, I would say, that when he's genuinely energetic, it's it's not fake. Like no, he, he really wanted very, to make that kid's day. He was very, the first time we saw him, I feel like he was very emotional. He was kind of going through something. He posted something that morning. Where he it was, was a while like, ago. Yeah. Yeah. He was talking about like how grateful he was for everyone. That it was like, what, this last was, summer? No. No, like this past time in Dubuque. Oh, 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 gotcha. Um, that was the second time then. Yeah, yeah, and so how he was, you know, how music is his outlet and all the stuff. And I'm like, oh, my man's just going through it today. And so um, you could tell on stage he was kind of going through something. It was very emotional. He seemed like just like he was kind of having a rough day. Um, and then this time it was like so energetic. And I was like. Well, he had a break, obviously. Yeah. Like we said before. And it's hard being away from your family, and so it was. I always enjoy when those kid, when when a kid or a young young child goes to the concert, and they know, like they know the music. They're not just there with their parents or whatever. They I would know never the music. drag my kid to a concert if they didn't know the music. But I, that's just it's so cool. They'd like, be staying at your house. Like we were in Dubuque, <laughs> there was a few kids in the crowd. There was a young girl. There was a couple of young boys, and they were all loving they it. Once music, yeah. one was their first concert. It was just it was amazing. The other thing that um, during the Nothing More set, and we'll get into their set list in a minute, um, Dave Donegan from, uh, or Dan Donegan, excuse me, from uh, Disturbed was there. Mm -hmm. He was sitting up on the- He was up, he was up on my level. On the opposite other side. side. Yeah, yeah, like right over the stage. Me. Right. Yeah. Um, which was cool because Johnny acknowledged him. He's like, hey- He posted look who's it on, on Instagram too, I think in his, in, yeah. the, in the- It just shows you that people, even those people are regular people. Right. Like, yeah, they're super talented and they're part of a, a band that's been around for 30 years and they're a super band. And we went and saw them in Milwaukee and this guy's on stage and he's got, you know, 17,000 people that he's entertaining. And he comes to a show with 600 people to go see nothing more. It just, it, these guys are regular people just like we are. Um, so they did, uh, nothing more did 15 songs, which spirits is becoming one of my favorite songs by them. I really, really enjoy that song. Um, the one song that they taken out of their rotation that I wish they did, and I know they did it. Tunnels? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> how'd, you, how'd you guess? Because you're whiny and I can guess. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm whiny. Okay. Why would you say that? Why would you say that? Well, I'm and it's also the concert that you went to the first time you saw them was for yes. that album. That's correct. And it was one of your favorite songs. So I can correct. only assume that correct. also because it was in the other sets that I can just assume that it was that one. Correct. 
So the stories we tell ourselves was the name of the album. Came out in 2017. Um, the first time I saw him was at House of Blues in Chicago. That's still my favorite album, personally. It is. Um, I it like is still, this new album, yeah, but it, that one's still my favorite. Correct. I I I completely agree. Um, so Spirits is 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 probably second. Although, I mean. <laughs> Whatever the one that has Jenny on it is, is pretty good. It's too. 24. That's just their self titled album. I mean, you've got This is the Time, Christ, Cop, Christ on Copyright, First Punch, uh, The Matthew Effect, um, I'll Be Okay, uh, and Jenny all on that album. And that's their out of the box, you know, right? Everybody goes crazy for Jenny. Oh, well, <laughs> and it's about his sister. So it's personal for him. Um, I wonder if he ever gets tired of singing that song. Actually, it's not. No, I'm sorry. The Few Not Fleeting was their first album in 2019. That was their second effort. Um, which I, the one that I went to at the House of Blues, we got the VIP seats. And The Few Not Fleeting, we got that as part of our VIP bag, um, assigned uh, vinyl. Which I still want to really take it, cool. just put it in my vinyl collection. <laughs> but I know it's signed, so I haven't Sorry. taken it. Um, I did jack your CDs. If something ever time, happened so. to me, it's yours, obviously. Oh, and I can have my Nickelback CDs back? <laughs> Yours? You mean mine? <laughs> the ones that I stole. They were mine oh, for a while. Oh, the ones that you stole from me. Yeah, they were in my car. Gotcha. My five-disc uh, CD player. So Spirits is, is becoming one of my favorite songs. Um, Ryan likes that song a lot, too. And um, one of the other songs on that album that uh, they did not do is don't, look, is don't Look Back. No, mm -hmm. I like Don't Look Back. Um, but they did. They opened with Spirits the, the last three times that we saw them. Um, which I've got to redo my top 10 list of favorite bands because now I've seen nothing more three times in a calendar year. It probably puts them in my top 10, I would imagine. I mean, there's just, if you've never seen nothing more, here's a plug for nothing more. If I was listening never, to them on the way here, If actually. you've <laughs> never seen them, if you've never seen them perform, first of all, go to YouTube, look them up, watch a couple of the videos, but it's still not like being there in person. The, the amount of energy that's coming off the stage is amazing. So they did Spirits. Then they go into Do You Really Want It? The entire crowd was singing Do You Really Want It? Um, it goes into Tired of Winning. Most of those songs, like in the middle, everybody was singing. Right. It's kind of um, when he slowed it down that the energy you don't know love. You Don't Know What Love Means. Everybody knows that song now. Best Times. Um, not one of my favorite songs, but... I like the I like his version better than the Correct. Lacey Stern version. Yeah, and we no had, offense, Stern, and we talked and we talked about that on a, on a previous podcast with Ryan. Um, then he went into Jenny. Everybody was singing Jenny. Let him burn. Go to war. Uh, turn it up like stand in the fire, and then don't stop. Don't stop is which that chunk is the chunk where everyone was right. going crazy. Yeah, let him burn. Uh, Jenny, let him burn. Go to war. Turn it up. Uh, don't stop, and then he, he he slowed it down with "Face It" and "I'll Be Okay," and then your favorite, "Fade In, Fade Out." Uh, Ocean Flora was an interesting choice. Um, I don't know if I would have done. I mean, I, I don't get really care for that song, so I wasn't mad we had to leave. I like "This Is the Time," but I didn't want to stick around for it. Do you like that song? What Ocean Floor? No, I just said I don't really care for it. It's like you don't even listen to me. Well, <laughs> you don't really care for it, but do you like it at all? I guess is my, I it's should have fine. asked that question is, do you like it at all? It's fine. I, if I had to pick any other song, I would. <laughs> there are, well, there's a lot of other ones I would have, like, okay, so let's go through it. Instead of Ocean Floor, I would have done Tunnels. Instead of Ocean Floor, I would have done Funny Little Creatures. Love that song. 
I think the vibe was supposed to be like slower, but still upbeat. So whatever fits that vibe, you could have inserted easy. Like Tunnels isn't exactly like a really intense song, like Go to War or Let Them Burn or Don't Stop. But it's kind of more towards the vibe of like, this is the time, because that's more of like a ballad and and it's and it's loud, but it's not energized. Yeah. And that's kind of how Tunnels is. So I feel like you could have put that in there and it would have been a, had a similar vibe, but... Yeah, House of Blues, the first time I saw this, I've seen them four times now. Uh, House of Blues, uh, they did Christ Copyright. That was off the charts. It was I love that song. off the charts great. I mean, and the energy, just singing that song, the energy that you've got to have, that you expend just singing. If you've never listened to that song, go did, look, at, go look it up right now. Did he perform that the first leg that we saw in Dubuque? Uh, no. No, no. Was it just? It the one might in- have been the one in Chicago at okay. at uh, at the Riv. He might have done it there. I but remember I hearing. Don't. It. Well, then it would have been there because that's the one that you went to. So he would have done it on that. He would have done it on that one. But that was a different set list. Um. So, I would give. So nothing more went on. They did fifteen songs. Amazing. I, again, I if I have to do my top ten over again, they're probably right. They're right there. I'm going to tell you, though, the guy next to me wasn't too happy. He said, more guitar. He was yelling more guitar. He was yelling the entire concert. Why? Because they couldn't hear it? He was drunk off his head. Oh. He's, he was complaining about back vocals and the guitar, and he kept saying stuff to us, and Summer was, like, feeling I, weird about it, and I was just like, uh-huh. I don't know. I mm. think they do an amazing job. Their, gu- their guitarists are I was just ignoring amazing. him, to be honest. He was, he was gross and... We is that the guy that a couple times? Is that so? Tell me the tell me the bathroom story. Oh, um, this guy was friends with one of the owners in Juliet. He lives somewhere close to Juliet. I don't know where. Um, and he was talking to me, and I don't know. He was just being kind of like low key creepy, not like in my face creepy, but a little creepy. And he's like, "Oh yeah, I just came from down like upstairs," and I was like, "Oh, my dad's up there," and you know, just being polite because I don't like people. So if they talk to me, I have to be nice, you know? Um, And so he was just talking about it, how his buddy owns it. And he's like, oh, there's a bathroom downstairs. And he's like, oh, a women's bathroom. And he's like, do you need to go? Do you want to go? And I'm like, no, (laughs) I don't have to pee. (laughs) What do you mean? Do I want to go downstairs with a strange man into the basement? Uh, Not today. And he's like, oh, okay, okay. Not today. And then he disappeared not long after that. And I was like, okay, (laughs) bye. So we've seen the, so... First time seeing Catch Your Breath, grade, A, B, C, D. I'd give them like an A minus. Me too. Uh, they had a couple of sound issues. I don't know if it was their issue, if it was just the venue, but it would have been, it would have been I better. I think they're to, still learning to perform a lot because they're still traveling a lot and kind of getting their foot into performing. And syncing the background vocals or the backing vocals or the backtracks with. You their can tell that singing. they are still like they pull all their own equipment, mm-hmm. kind of like Citizen Shoulder. They pull all their own equipment. They have, I think, people helping with sound, but I don't know if they're, like, sound people. So if we get a chance to interview them, I'm going to ask them a lot of those questions, like, how do you? How are you guys doing it now? Because he took know. a while to come out. Like, he had to go and put all the stuff away. And right. It's kind of like how Dorothy did. Like, they mm-hmm. had to pull everything off stage. And so you can tell that they're not as fluid as bands that have but been around But I would say I've seen a lot of opening bands, and they're better than the average opening band. They're pretty good, yeah. Very much so. Um, 0936. I can't give it a fair grade. I'd give it, like, maybe a solid B. What do you mean by you can't give it a fair because grade? Because I couldn't hear it. 
Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> the sound was so like off from where we were right. that I couldn't. Really, I'd say B minus. I couldn't. I, it, it looked like if I was sitting, if I was on the first level, and the sound was perfect right in the middle. The sound was good from where I was in the back. I was in the bathroom at one point, mm. and I could hear like one of my favorite songs come on, and I was like, "Oh shit!" A lot of energy. It, it looked like he was doing a really good job up there. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that it was horrible. Um, but I would say I that will it, say he wasn't very. Like, he was personable, but not a lot. Like, he did talk every once in a while, but it wasn't like, you know, how a lot of bands are where it's just kind of casual and... So, maybe maybe this will get me no, no interview with him, but I'm just going to say it anyway because I think it's fair. I think the energy was... Uh, I think it was just enough, right? So, like, I have to have just enough of this energy And maybe he's just tired of music. performing. I don't know. And, or maybe that's just him. Maybe, maybe that's just maybe, maybe that's just, just his energy level. We're so really used care. to some of the bands that we see like Shine Down. Their energy is so amazing. You know, we see Three Days Grace. Their energy was amazing. I mean, just recently, um, Disturbed. Their energy was off the charts. Johnny, at, you know, nothing more is just. I mean, he's crazy energy. And then this guy was just. Yeah, he was there. He just performed. Right. Um, I'd say probably B minus C plus. But um, and then nothing more. I would normally give them a solid A, A plus, but because of kind of somewhat of the technical difficulties they were having, probably A minus. But for for my money, I would go see them again. Like I would see them a fourth time this year because they're just they're they're that good in concert. They do such a good job. That's false. Don't say that. You wouldn't go see them because you had an opportunity. And you're like, eh, no, it's okay. What are you talking about? They're opening for. Um, What's their faces? Um, later this year. Who are they opening for? Well, let's take a look. Because you, you had saw that. they I heard it on, uh, Shannon Guns was talking about it on the radio. And I can't remember who they're opening for. But you're like, ah, I shouldn't see him four times this year. <laughs> <laughs> let's take a look. Um, they are going to be opening for... I could just probably look on their Instagram, honestly. You could probably just look on their Instagram. Uh, they are coming back to, oh, they're going to be August 10th. They're going to be in Tinley Park. What a debacle that With was. With Godsmack and Sting. Oh, Godsmack, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because um, we had talked about that because it yeah. might be Godsmack last tour. and Yeah. I mean, Stained has been around forever, too, so who, right. who the hell knows what, what that is about, but... <laughs> Well, I think I think it was because we have so much going on right around that whole time, and we're when we're back there in a week after that. For it's Nickelback. okay to say that your wife is starting to tighten her her hold on your balls there a little bit. <laughs> no, it's not that at all. <laughs> it's just that it's 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 my personally my busy season for for work and. What'd you say? It was August. Fit all this in August tenth in in uh, in Tinley, but it's because um, you're going to see Nickelback. After the problem that. with Tinley Park is now it is the name change again, and. I know this is not rock related, but if you haven't seen the news, um, and this was kind of all over, it wasn't even just in Chicago, it was nationwide news. Janet Jackson did a concert in Tinley Park, and a lot of the people, when I say a lot of the people, like 50% of the people who were attending that concert couldn't get into the venue because of the the traffic jams that were going into there, and they didn't have enough people working to direct traffic. The amount of people that were trying Which to get weird, in there. Which is weird, because when we went, there was... 
a lot of people traffic, helping. but there was but there was a lot of people directing traffic. Sure, there. but that just changed. It just changed from the Hollywood Amphitheater or Hollywood Casino Amphitheater mm-hmm. to Credit Union One Amphitheater, mm-hmm. and so it's it's probably still a Live Nation event, but it's just under different. It's under a different name, and for whatever reason, maybe they just they have different people working there. I don't know, but it it was all over the news, and so I'm. I'm very reluctant to buy tickets to anything there right now, other than the ones that we have, like Disturbed, uh, with Breaking Benjamin. I actually really like Tinley Park, so I, I don't. It's have a great. It's it. a great <laughs> venue. It's just getting in and out of there is a pain in the ass, um, because of where it's located. Um, so that was my only concern, and I was like, well, do I? W-? And I looked at the ticket prices, and I was like, well, do I want to spend that to potentially not maybe even see? Them is the opening band. I'm sure they would have repaired it by now. But they would be the opening the band. band. Nothing more would be the opening band. And if we if we got delayed, we wouldn't you, see them. You leave early enough is really all that means. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I'm just saying. So overall, let's let's grade the venue. Would you go to a would you go to a venue? Would you go to a concert at that venue again? Uh, there's a was, lot there's a lot of bands that go to that if venue. If it was a band I really wanted to see, I wasn't a huge fan of the venue. Not because it wasn't a good enough venue. It's just I I'll tell you what, the security it. guys there were amazing. They were top notch. Um, they were very helpful. In fact, th- when I went upstairs, I was just asking questions like, "Hey, is this you know for anybody to be up here?" And they said, "Well, if you really want to do it right, go get the VIP." And he and the that was the guy that told me to go get it. So shout out to him. Um, they had food there that smelled amazing. I didn't eat any of it, but it smelled really good. The bar was fine. It wasn't, it was more stocked than other places have been. Um, but they still didn't have a lot of variety, which is unfortunate. Okay. So I just looked up, I just looked up. Okay. So I'm probably going to end up going back there because, and you may not, some people are going to recognize these bands, but, um, so Johnny Craig, Johnny Craig was the lead singer of Slaves, which is now Rain City Drive. He's going to be there on July 1st. Um, Blacktop Mojo, which did that version. I knew they of, were going. So they're going to be there on Sunday the 6th at 8 o'clock. That I've got to go see. Those guys are amazing. Uh, Attila, who is getting a lot of airplay right now on Octane. I saw them with Crown the Empire in Belvedere a couple of years, three years ago. Um, they're pretty hard. They're pretty hardcore. And then Gemini Syndrome, which I didn't even know they were still together, uh, they're going to be there in November. So there's a lot of mainstream bands that go there. Um, I didn't know they had food. It says music, food, spirits, but... Mm, um, food. You didn't smell it when you walked in? I did not. It smelled amazing. No, I did <laughs> I not. I was hungry. I would have eaten some. They had like nachos, bar food. No kidding. They okay. had like appetizers. I mean, just some of the... They sandwiches. Had, uh, Way was there the other day. Um, Awake at Last is it was there. Uh, they've had a lot of they've had a lot of bands there this year. So anyway, um, the venue. What would you give it a grade wise? C. I'd give it a B minus. Because why the fuck are there poles in the middle of the floor? Well, it's supporting you the ceiling. You can't see. <laughs> you can't Obstructed see. View. Make them clear or something. I don't know. But I think find they, a different way. I think to they make do it. as good of a job as they can with the with the limitations that they have there. But I would say uh, I would say probably B minus. Um, anyway, so that's our review. Uh, as always, we try to give you a little bit of a feel of what it was like to go to the venue, uh, not only from the from the venue experience, uh, but for the bands. So uh, just to review, we've got A minus for 
catch your breath. We've got B minus C plus for zero nine thirty six. Got a solid A or A minus for uh, nothing more. And then you think the you think the venue is a, a C <laughs> C plus. Yeah. I I've got a bit of B minus. <laughs> But uh, overall, it was a good experience. I enjoyed going there. I'd never been there before. Uh, I see a lot of bands go there, so I'm, I'm glad we went there and, and experienced that. Um, and so that's our review of the Catch Your Breath 0936 and Nothing More Tour uh, here in the Chicago area. Anything to add? Mm-mm. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs>